0: The Cindy Adams Show, 77 WABC.
1: I am about to have a wonderful experience. I love Renee Fleming. Everybody loves Renee Fleming. And she has just gotten the information that she is going to be at this year's Kennedy Center Honoree. How does it get? How do you get the information? How does it come?
0: So Deborah Rutter, who is uh, who runs the uh, Kennedy Center, called me, and and she got me just as I was leaving Lowe's and doing some home shopping. I happened to be home for a few days. She said, "I love that. I love calling people with this information when they're running errands." So <laughs> it was thrilling. I practically wrecked the car. I had to pull, you know, almost had to pull over. I was so excited. What what do, what
1: do you wear? I mean, really, what what do you wear for something like this?
0: Well, I called my good friend Vera Wang, so uh, she, I think she is going to uh, dress me for this. So I, I'm in great hands, and I can't wait to see what she comes up with.
1: You're on a concert tour, but Renee, you're always on a concert tour. You're always traveling. Does it not True. get a little wearying a little bit for the constant travel?
0: it can you know i love it um but definitely you know we all have bad days um my husband was stuck in the denver airport for 24 hours yesterday so you know there are difficult times but by and large i don't mind i actually really enjoy what i do and i love going to all these new places
1: when you travel and going to a different place they have different concepts do you have to take different places different wardrobe, different kinds of things that you would wear? Like if if it was in the Hamptons, it was one thing. If it was in Maine, it would be another. Do you do that?
0: Absolutely, I do. I'm in Aspen now, and so that's different. Uh, You you wouldn't dress in Aspen like you would dress in the Hamptons. It is a little bit different. So I I do think about that. Um, You know, I spend a lot of time in major capitals, Um, I travel also internationally a great deal, but mainly I think about the program. I try to program for the audience that I'm singing for. And so that takes a lot of care and thought.
1: But Renee, if you're on the road, don't tell me you have to go back home in between each thing to get new clothes. How does that work?
0: No, I can't. I I usually I can't. No, in fact. um, So you know, my uniform is black with a really colorful jacket or a colorful scarf or even fun shoes. So I I try to keep it a a simple wardrobe so that I can travel comfortably. And the gowns, I really can't carry more than three gowns with me. And I do, I do. And I'm really, I'm very disciplined about luggage. I keep my luggage to the fifty pounds, and uh, and I just drag those gowns around the world. I mean, lately it's been Chanel and Vivian Westwood, and the Chanel gown was enormous. So that's that's the <laughs> yeah, challenge. But, you know, when I when I hear the audience ooh and ah and applaud when I walk out in the gown, uh, it's worth it.
1: Oh, but you're so gorgeous. You would look good no matter what. I mean, you could look good in some schmata blouse. Tell me how, <laughs> how do you protect your voice? Back in the thousand years ago, when my husband was working in some little places, we... we gave a, a ride to a singer. A singer was in the car yeah. with us, and she was a nobody singer. And she made us close all the windows and turn off the air conditioning, and we were dying of heat. Why? Because she wanted to protect her voice. How, what, what, what ways do you protect that glorious voice?
0: Well, she wasn't wrong. You don't want to dry out your throat. So I'll sit. What I'll do is I don't want anyone to suffer in the car, but I'll sit in the back seat and make sure it's off in the back. I'm not. I, I don't love a lot of air conditioning. I could try to stay hydrated. You have to get rest. It's really living moderately.
1: And you don't shout. You,
0: well, I mean, there must be other ways. Yes, you? you cannot. Yes, you cannot go into loud restaurants. Which, unfortunately, I—that's uh, a sacrifice I've had to make—is I don't eat in restaurants very often because so many of them now are incredibly loud.
1: They are not only incredibly loud with the people. They all have loud, loud music on top of it all. It's right. dreadful. I don't right. know how you do it. And if you're going in, Renee, there is air conditioning in all of these places. How do you do that? You can't make them turn it off.
0: It only bothers me if it's extreme, you know, or if it's blowing right on me or if I'm nervous. If None of these symptoms are an issue if I'm, you know, leading my regular life every day. But if I'm about to perform, then I'm very, we're all very sensitive. Fragrance, um, definitely cold air blowing. It's not. It's not the temperature. It's the blowing that dries out my throat. So, so you're really getting to the bottom of this.
1: And if you go from city to city to city to city, and you're traveling a great deal, is there a prep beforehand to get to get ready? I what what does it entail? Well,
0: what was what was hard when I did these. Uh, perf- film these two IMAX uh, pieces, so cities that sing, yeah. um, in in Venice and in Paris. As I also hosted, so I was outside in the elements. I was on a boat for an entire day in Venice, which I actually cannot complain about. It was quite spectacular, um, but then you have to get a, Then you have to sing as well. So um, you know, I just you know, I have a I have good fortitude. I would say I just really kind of have have that kind of a discipline. Ca- um, uh, attitude, and I just try to get it done to the best of my ability. You also have... But the preparation you asked about is really about learning the music, that I'm preparing the music that I have to perform. That's the main preparation.
1: You also told me that when you're in a hotel room, it's not just a hotel room. You're, you're interviewing people or you're having people over, and you're helping mankind. You're doing a lot for as an ambassador. Can you explain that to us?
0: Well, I'm working now at the um, this intersection of health and the arts. I believe that creative art therapy should be embedded in our healthcare system. Uh, we have a global mental health crisis. Depression is up thirty percent around the world. And I'm now um, this is very exciting. I'm an ambassador. Uh, to the uh, World Health Organization, and uh, Dr. Tedros, who runs it, is is very concerned about that. So I'm I'm working on initiatives uh, that can that can kind of spread the word about stigma, about um, music is in fact listening to music uh, releases chemicals in the brain that make you feel less alone and less isolated. There are a lot of it's a lot of science around this now.
1: Does that mean you go to hospitals and schools also?
0: I do when I can, but I also give presentations and connect performing arts venues and, pre- and presenters with hospitals and with researchers and universities. Uh, and it's very exciting. The audience loves to learn about these things. I love to learn about it, and it spreads the word that being involved in the arts, going to the arts, participating is good for our health. You also
1: are doing some other things for television, and tell me you're doing so many things. I almost don't know what to ask you first. Tell me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> tell well, me. I, you know, on July 4th, I'm I'm doing the Capital Force program on the steps of the Capitol. It's what? 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 Just a second. Concert. Go
1: slowly. My brain doesn't take all that in. You are doing what? Yes. The Say Capital it again.
0: Force concert. Capital Force concert on Tuesday. The West Lawn of the U.S. Capitol on July 4th, live on PBS. So that's, I was just, when I called you, I was just practicing my songs for that. Oh
1: my, well, what songs do you do for something like that? Holiday, I mean, July 4th,
0: Patriot songs? I'm going to sing Climb Every Mountain from The yeah. Sound of Music and a beautiful new arrangement of My Country, Tis of Thee.
1: Can I I you ask, know I love
0: this program.
1: Can can I ask what kind of a beautiful arrangement?
0: Well it's an orchestration, but Rob Mathis also created these wonderful modulations, so the song soars and soars with each verse. I think it's gonna be very thrilling and it's it'll be the first time anyone's heard it. If you're
1: doing opera does it not take a great deal more energy than when you're doing a concert?
0: Uh, not necessarily, because the concert that's a classical concert. I'm still I still don't have a microphone like opera, and it's only me. Whereas opera, I share with a lot of other people. Uh, so it depends on the role. But the hours that I sang uh, last season at the Metropolitan Opera was was quite challenging, um, but also wonderful because it was such a success. Forty percent of the audience had never been inside the Metropolitan Opera before. And so that's that's exciting.
1: Do they know you, Renee Lynn Fleming, all over the world in small little
0: crappy countries as well? You know, the Internet has been our friend in that respect. YouTube has been our friend in the sense that we can hear and listen to singers whether we see them ever or not, even the Met broadcasts have been the HD broadcasts have helped me. I've gone when that when they first came out, and I sang in the far reaches of Scandinavia, and I already had an audience. That was that was really a gift.
1: What about languages? Um, do you sing in other languages? I mean, I know the answer, but do you sing in other languages as well?
0: I've sung in about eleven different languages. <laughs> um, you... t- typically, it's it's the European romance languages, but um, my favorite is Lord of the Rings because uh, I actually sing in old Elvish, ancient Elvish and modern Elvish, which I, you know, Tolkien made up, but there, there it is. (laughs)
1: Listen, you have been nominated for, I mean, maybe 18 Grammy. Where are your Grammys? Where do you, where do you put them?
0: Well, I have typically kept awards sort of behind closed doors because when I'm home, you know, we're growing, really being home throughout my career and raising my children, I really wanted to keep, you know, separate, you know, uh, uh, my career and being at home, in my mind, so that I could relax and really be with them. Um, but now that they're they're grown up and and have uh, have their own lives, my daughter came home and said, "Mom, you've got to put your Grammys out. That's the one <laughs> award you have to put out. I just I just won the fifth one. I think that's a really." Exciting number, and i'm 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 really excited about that for Voice of nature, the Anthropocene. okay, when
1: do we get your television stuff? I know you're doing something special for television. I know tell me tell me about it.
0: So the first two episodes episodes of of the IMAX uh, cities that sing are coming out in august. um Paris is august twenty sixth and Venice is September sixteenth. Uh, and these, this is Fathom Events, so this will be in movie theaters. Um, television right now is the Kennedy Center Honors on December 3rd and this Capitol 4th on July 4th. And then, um, of course, we're doing the hours again uh, next season at the Met, and that's been on TV. So that will probably uh, be available for people to see. So it's okay. been an incredible year
1: everything is an incredible year for you i'm going to let you go in a minute or two because i know what you're doing at the moment tell me isn't it is it so that you keep the ringer off in your home so nobody bothers you on the telephone and you don't use your
0: voice i'm not really yes uh, it's i would say that that's been a long-standing habit but was also partly to kind of give myself some space, you know, because there was a time when people were constantly um, reaching out and asking for things. And I think everybody who gets in that position, um, Leontine Price, the great soprano, just talked about having, you need to tune out the noise and really focus on your work, focus on your voice, or nobody's gonna want anything from you. And it happened, she said, literally overnight. So I took her advice to heart. And I have tried to protect myself in that way so that my voice isn't so fatigued.
1: Okay, last question before I let you go. I don't want you to go, but I know you're going to hang up on me mm-hmm. any second. So a last, a last question. Do you remember your very first recital, your first time in front of a big audience?
0: Well, I I can't say that I would remember that. The opera engagements were so crucial in developing my career. So those things I remember well. My Metropolitan Opera debut, um, that was unbelievable. And it was one of those starry experiences when I got a phone call in the morning and, and they said, hey, kids, you're on, because I was the understudy. So that was magical. And I I ran around the apartment for half an hour screaming. <laughs> so uh, And it, it, it was a role that I knew well. I was prepared. And so it was the perfect debut opera.
1: Listen, Renee Fleming, to schlep you away from what you're doing and get you on the air, I thank you. I love you. And I'm so grateful you talked to me. Thank you, sweetie.
0: Thank you, Cindy. You too. All right. Take care.
1: Okay. Bye.
0: So what That's do I have to stuff make up here? Um
1: you just have to do like 3